You're listening to OneOfUs.net. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Now, when I dream of Nicolas Cage, I dream of him in very spastic and crazy situations. Not necessarily just sitting around and looking at your, looking at you just in dire situations. What do, what do you dream of Nicolas Cage? When you dream of him, of course. Um, I don't know if I can say it without her website getting demonetized. Oh, come on, Mike. I have dreams of Nicolas Cage standing in the corner. I'm like, what are you? What are you doing? And then he comes over, licks my ear, and then fingers <laughs> me on a couch. But I, I don't know about y'all. Now, so you have the same dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We, we all have the same dream. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sweetly making sweet, sweet love. Did we all dream that this movie was better, and, and, too? And he, and he whispers in my ear, how to get burned. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... We're talking about Dream Scenario, the new uh, Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, the film direct, written and directed by uh, Christopher uh, Borg, Borgel? Borgley? I don't know. Um, and, uh, but we have the pro- Swedish chef sitting in with us. Right, really. Borgley? Um, but uh, produced by Ari Aster. And I can see why. Because it's just like, oh, this is kind of right up his wheelhouse of just like, of really weird stories it had about everything that I would have that it checked all our box free. It, it's a 24 stars, Nicholas cage. It's a dark comedy. It's about dreams and it's produced by Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a Twitter generator. Yeah. It sounds uh, like AI is like, let me make a really interesting a yeah. 24 movie. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Will Ferrell, Ari Aster directed film, right? What's an a 24 movie that would give Mike a hard on. Right. So, uh, that was what that was. Uh, mine was, uh, the green Knight. That was, <laughs> so uh, yes, so Dream Scenario uh, stars Nicolas Cage and uh, uh, Julianne uh, Nicholson as a married couple, and uh, Nicolas Cage pa- plays Paul Matthews, just a regular, boring doctorate guy who teaches biology. That's it. He's a he's a professor, no big deal. But for some reason, literally, well, almost everyone in the world starts to dream of him. He's just there in his their dreams. He's not doing anything. Sometimes he's not saying anything at all. He just kind of walks up and sees them in a perilous situation or just like sitting around not doing anything. But it's just he's just observing or sometimes just walking away and not doing anything about it. So they start commenting to him like, oh, my God, I've seen you in my dreams. And he becomes an overnight viral sensation. And then things, as sometimes celebrity does, uh, takes a turn for the worse. And uh, and it turns into just this really oddball uh, character study about this guy in a way where what, I, I, what happens I think to him. It becomes less about him as a person and more about like the status of like celebrity and cancel culture. That's, 
A little bit. I, I like it's, uh, at least in the second half, it feels. I like, mean, it uh, gets if, so it, overt that you you might as well be Nicolas Cage with the sledgehammer bashing your head in. Sure, yeah. sure. But uh, it, it feels like what what people like Adam Carolla or or Jordan Pearson would would think cancel culture is like what the next step of it's going to be. <laughs> right, right. Well, with me today to talk about a dream scenario, I have uh, Mike. Hello. And I have Nathan. Hi. Are you dreaming of me? And my name is Wright. Now, um, this is. Uh, you know, I, I think they were all kind of on the same page uh, about it, where I, I was very uh, excited about the movie, because again, it hits all these right notes same. about everyone who's involved with it, and I was like, oh, sweet, Nicolas Cage is acting again. Like, I was so excited to see something like Matchstick Men, or mm-hmm. Adaptation, or, I was gonna say adaptation. or if we're just talking about his recent stuff, Pig. Or Pig. Yes. Uh, Pig's my favorite movie of 2020. It was I, I loved Great that movie, movie some, so, so much. And I was like, oh, my God. He kind of he's... felt like what his version of Charlie Kaufman would have been as he got older. Right, right. So I, I was very excited by it. And uh, and I started hearing some noise about it where it's like, it's good. And I think we all kind of came from that, from the movie as well. It's like, it's it's good. It's just that it it becomes a little, it's kind of hard to describe where when he becomes viral where everyone is dreaming of him in very different situations some people are thinking of of him sexually some people are just like oh he's just there and it's just weird and then um he makes a decision in his life and then it all turns to horrifying nightmares and it's it's i don't know if it necessarily sticks the landing of what the idea is supposed to be about it's very interpretive of what it could be i thought my own interpretation of it was like oh he is not making decisions in his life and that's why these things are happening to him but i'd love to hear what you guys nathan what did you think um you know i overall think that there's a lot of good stuff in this movie Mm -hmm. one of the big things that i had an issue with uh was sadly nicholas cage himself oh really yeah he never endeared to me as a real character which is something that a movie this fantastical really needs as a center it's something that you know everything everywhere all at once got praised so heavily for having that emotional center to it while it could do absolutely insane things he he just a few little glimpses of the Nicolas Cage we all know and love he doesn't go full Nicolas Cage but he doesn't go subtle his idea of a boring person is like a cartoon sketch of a fucking it has he has this like lilt in his voice oh oh, yeah oh yeah what are you what are you talking about Julianne Uh, I just love biology you know like I mean I mean like it's it's drawn with a very broad brush which this movie doesn't necessarily need but you know you can go for that high comedy and still make it like a high concept comedy that's sort of grounded in some level but it gets sort of overwhelmed by its own ideas in the back half especially mm-hmm. uh, especially with the viral stuff some ideas become really fun and funny to watch yeah. uh, other ideas become so lacking in subtlety about their metaphor for uh, the ascent in fame Sure. That it just uh, it graded on me a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. It 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 just I was really into it for for most for most of it because like I love movies about dreams. Right. I always, I always try to write something about dreams that can never nail it, but I always love it when it's done well, and that's what it was really doing for a while. And then it just became this whole thing about celebrity and viral sensations and. 
And again, like a, a cynical take on like, oh, this is what cancel culture is going to elevate to like a, okay, a crazed version of like that old stereotype of the girlfriend who's mad at you because she dreamed that he, that you, you were cheating on her. Sure. Yeah. But it's like take it to a global scale to a point where it, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm canceling you because you, you may be uncomfortable in my dream. I, I get that. I, the, the thing that I was getting from it the most, and I, exp- I started explaining it to you a little bit is that, and I was starting to think about it throughout the film. I was like, I wonder if he's going through like he's committing the seven sins where he's like he has pride. Uh, m- most of it seems like sloth than anything else because he is not doing the things that he is saying he sh- like wants to do, which is like take action. He he's constantly talking about writing a book, but he never does it, and um, until the very end, and it doesn't pan out the way that he wants to do it. Yeah. Um. And it's um. I feel like th- this in a way. It's like this is you know God's will of how they're of how he's being punished. Is that like okay. You want to be seen. Now everyone sees you and it's going to ruin your life. And that's how I was viewing it. And like it, I enjoyed it probably maybe a little bit better than you two, but um, it still is like, yeah, it, is it, it, it's not like a hundred percent committing to it all the time. And it's just like, it yeah. kind of drags his feet a little bit here and there. What it reminded me a lot of, and this is a movie that I, I like for its bold swings, but ultimately right. don't think is successful uh, talking about this. Yeah. But also uh, the movie Downsizing, it reminded me a lot of. Oh, sure. Where it just, you know, the first half of the movie starts off being something that could be very compelling. And, and then strong, as yeah. it goes off, you're just like, wait, well, you kind of got lost in the sauce with whatever ideas you had when you started with. It's yeah, yeah, because like based on everything I hear about downsizing all the time, it's like yeah, it starts with a really interesting premise and then just kind of goes to a message about society that yeah, just kind of feels like low hanging fruit to me. It feels like just the easiest, the e- easiest swipes at, at at Gen Z reactions to things and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I ultimately think that I would have liked the movie more if it had like you know a fucking like an adaptation moonstruck raising Arizona, even level performance from Nicholas cage, where I felt like I was fully grounded into his character and what he's going through. But I, maybe it's me seeing the holdovers. I just kept thinking to myself like, God, if Paul Giamatti played this role, I kept I thinking that about that too. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, it would have just been, oh, yeah, that would have been, it's less yeah. of like a transformation performance or anything. It's, yeah. it's just, you're getting this pure guy while he is also having these, insane sequences that cage plays well giving the insanity to these dream sequences right but he doesn't really lend much to that like at the end of the day i don't feel like i like got he, to know not... much more about him than what is so blatantly on the surface yeah and it, he's not even that bad in it it's just, a, it, it, just it was just kind of underwhelming well it's uh, it's i think it's really the script it's uh the how the character was written and what ultimately ends up happening to him or in a lot of ways not happening to him and what he doesn't do is well, it his character is so plain and everyone else seems to be just so exaggerated mm-hmm. is what I felt. It also feels like a performance where if you don't have a strong enough director to like give Cage something to do or yeah. you know something to really challenge him, he's going to rest on his laurels and go broad with it and do a lot of business that I felt this performance didn't need. Right. And in, I don't know. It's, it's a very conflicting film. There's, there's a lot of things that I liked about it and, and I want to like about it. And maybe in like in a second viewing, I might just like, Oh, okay. I I get this a little bit more now. Or I I think it's, it's pretty clear of like what the, 
message or the the yeah the message is supposed to be about. But um, I think that at least like the way that it was shot was good. It was yeah. it was fine. It was nothing like too too flashy. Even like with the the dream sequences, I'm just kind of like okay, like um uh like. So, some of them, when you see it, it's like, oh, it's all again. It's all kind of shot plainly, but I think that they at least did the comedy well because yeah, I the, was uh, laughing. Yeah, there was plenty of times that the the theater was laughing, and I think that's what they utilized Nicolas Cage well for because you're just always expecting him as the persona of Nic- Nicolas Cage to be kind of like. Like going yeah. nuts, and then it's just like he's always befuddled uh, in a lot of ways. Whereas, like again, it's like man, I really wish Paul Giamatti was in this. Instead. I mean, it's he's so, he's so awkward that I mean, you know, kudos to A twenty four for actually doing an A twenty four version of a fart joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I actually was being funny too. I mean, yeah. I was really, uh, I was confused. You know, I saw the potential in this movie as we all did from the trailer. I think this is going to mm-hmm. be one of those movies that's discussed later on as being like the man. If it was as good as the trailer you know but totally it's, it's one of those where you know it's a regular texas chainsaw massacre yeah it's a regular uh oh my gosh man of the year yeah. uh <laughs> right 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 yeah but no it's uh it's one of those movies where you'd think nicholas cage would get be able to connect both poles yeah he plays a you know very to himself very internalized i mean pig is a right like, moonstruck even yeah even though he goes out there yeah. and then you can get the crazy nicholas cage side in those dream <laughs> sequences but it it felt like he didn't have a barometer for it yeah and it felt like nobody was really telling anybody no and People were just way too lost in their own ideas on this I mean, movie, and I feel like I'm circling the same plot. Nicholas Cage is one yeah. of those actors who, like, I, I love seeing him being over the top. I love seeing him being subtle, and I wish they could have done, <laughs> yeah, like, have the, the, the subtle Nicholas Cage I love from stuff like Adaptation or even The Weatherman. Yes, I'm a big Weatherman fan. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Weatherman is a good call. That's it's a, it's exactly a good one. the fuck. It's really good. <laughs> and... <laughs> But then, like, yeah, in the dreams, like, as it as it tends to go crazier and crazier, I'm I'm surprised as it did go to like say, <laughs> the fun Nicolas Cage we've seen stuff like you know the Wicker Man or or uh, Mom and Dad or um, Vampire's Kiss even yeah um and like I'm a big Nicolas Cage fan and I and and I feel like I I wish that we could have gotten best of both worlds on his performances, mm-hmm. whereas when he starts to go Nicolas Cage, one was a really funny but very quick shot in a nightmare sequence. <laughs> And then after that, like he he does this monologue at one point that's that where he comes close to being full Nick Cage, but still just restrained enough. And I get it; you yeah. don't want to go too over the top, like like that episode of Community, like a, where he's terrified of a flower, where he's happy he's getting shot. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't looking for that kind of Nicholas Cage. But I was looking for something a little bit more more broad mm-hmm. from him. And um, now I think that uh, what the ending ultimately does is it, it i i did enjoy and appreciate the ending it, it just feels like man it just wasn't a hundred percent earned uh but no, it, it, it was still earned in some ways which it felt it was one of the few endings like well okay that was the ending that i wanted but just like all the some of the parts of the movie just like didn't lead there a hundred percent and it, it felt like an 85 percently earned uh ending yeah. it's like uh, okay, I, I, I'm glad you did that because that made sense for the film and like, you know, calling back to some, uh, uh, a moment between he and his wife. But it's like, yeah, but not yeah, all the way. Strikingly competent. Yeah, it's just, it's, um, it, it feels like uh, 
they could have explored more and his like hubris and learning like he didn't he, he only learned his lesson at the very end and you're just like and barely and yeah. uh and just like oh come on man like i, I want to i i understand ari aster's like yeah they have to go through hell and back to learn their lesson but just like well okay you're here why not like earn it or like i want to see that transformation of this character where you're basically just seeing him kind of go through hell for like almost two hours and like ah, this is not that much like, fun it is, it's, it is an Ari Aster produced movie but it doesn't have the feel of an Ari Aster no film. it doesn't well with that let's go to final, final thoughts so Mike how about you lead the way yeah I mean I was really looking forward to this the, 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 the trailer checked all the boxes yeah. and the film not so much and and like I think the first half is real is really interesting and I just felt like it kind of went on and also every other character than him is kind of a fucking overreactive idiot mm -hmm. <laughs> like I was getting close to that territory of like old man yelling at cloud shut the fuck up you Gen Z snowflakes I was getting to that point because all these characters just <laughs> like we want you out of town we want you out of our lives because you hurt us in a dream mm -hmm. <laughs> Look, I get that because, like, I've had dreams of terrible encounters with people I know, and maybe approach them a little Sorry, differently. Sorry, I, did, I didn't mean to do that to you in that one dream. That's it's all right. No, I that, meant that was actually to do that to you now. in that one. Um, dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nate standing there in the corner jerking off is kind of weird. It meant every bit of it. But um, no, but no, it's um, it, it's a movie that I wish was just a little more balanced. Like, it's it, as far as movies about dreams and nature, dreams and the surrealness of dreams goes. It's it's kind of in the lower tier. Yeah. It's it's oddly pedestrian compared to some of the other uh, movies like Eternal Sunshine. So like one Eternal of the, Sunshine, it, yeah, just or, like how or imaginative. even our Michelle Gondry movie, Science of Sleep. Oh, right, exactly. Yeah, if it, this was Michelle Gondry's first film, in oh like my god, since the Green Hornet, we would be talking about this a lot differently. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and considering what a great year it's been for A twenty four, just really swinging for the fences with like Bo was afraid and talk to me and, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely a year of them. Uh, really, like the, it's it's the big year of A twenty four movies with big suits and David Byrne music, um, <laughs> and yet this was not the better of the two movies. Um, no, I there's a lot to like in this movie. It's just a, I was just kind of underwhelmed by it. Yeah. Um, and I just I just wish it could be better. Maybe if I rewatch it later this year or next year, maybe I'll have a different appreciation for it. But right now, off the top of my head, it's. It's worth your time. Just don't get with high expectations. Um, right. Remember, it's it's an Ari Aster produced movie, and it's not directed. Yeah. Um. So, and that doesn't always mean quality. I mean, Quentin Tarantino produced um, Hostel too. Um. So I'm I'm gonna give this uh, jeez, uh, maybe six and a half out of ten awkward cum farts. <laughs> Nathan, I for the record like Hostel Part Two. I just I thought you like uh cum farts. I. Well, you know, we're not <laughs> not going through the internet history at this point in time. We can save that for the dreams. Uh, we'll anyways, save that for the next gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other. Come farts, welcome. That's the other TV with the VHS stuck inside. Right, of it. exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, inside joke, mm -hmm. or yeah. But uh, no, ultimately, this is an interesting misfire, uh, and I can only really recommend it as that. Um, Ultimately, I found myself... Oh, like a Ridley Scott movie. 
I mean, yeah. Go on. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no. I 100% agree. But unlike a Ridley Scott movie, I don't think I'm going to rewatch this and okay. find some new meaning or imbue this or sure. recontextualize the director's entire career through the lens of. Uh, so, yeah, oh, no, God. I'd give this like <laughs> six out of 10 uh, guest spots on Joe Rogan. We can get him. We can get him. Uh yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I, I really wanted to like this a lot more. I, I've said this before with some movies, and this is a terrible like drug comparison, but it's like it feels like bad ecstasy. It's like you're really trying to get it to peak, and then it just never really just hits. And uh, and so all my druggies out there. <laughs> and so uh, never done so that's why back I don't in my day, that much of the gathering, I. <laughs> right. uh, but um, I mean, it's. Nick, Nicholas Cage's performance, uh, I enjoyed enough, but didn't love, and I really, really wanted to love it because it seemed like he was making a choice with like the cadence of his voice and his demeanor, and I like I got what he's doing, but I was like, ultimately, I just didn't really care for because again I think it goes back to the script I think it was just like they had a really fun idea and then it was like I don't know where to go with this and uh, and it just like it kind of just ran out of steam and uh, and then it was just trying to like throw other ideas at it and like okay I guess that is the you know antithesis to the beginning of the movie is like okay everyone's dreaming now nightmares got it and but the way that it ends and the way that he like quote unquote learns his lesson or has like some kind of redemption it's it is oddly hot heartbreaking, but it's just like too little, too late. Yeah. At least with the story itself, and I think the character, which makes it again heartbreaking. But it's just like, yeah, I don't know if I cared about him that much. Yeah, because that's the other thing too is that it's one of the things that you're supposed to do with your protagonist, even if they're unlikable, is that you're supposed to at least care about them, and you don't really oddly that much, and because uh, you're. You're there, you're, you're looking at it through a lens of just like reality where like, okay, well, yeah, of course no one should really blame him for being in his, in their dreams, but they are. So you have to believe this world's reality and it just doesn't add up. He to... never becomes a real character. Not in, in the movie. end, no. And, you know, you would think something like the, the arc of his entire fucking career all the fame all the fortune everything uh would end up creating right some sort of thing to tether itself to but it ends up becoming more of like a my definition of like what a sad sack is by nicholas cage right right so i'm ultimately going to give it uh i think the same as you mike is a six and a half out of ten um big suits that i used to wear in my david Byrne days <laughs> 